0: Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Shades of Us, The Review. I am Ramat. By now, you must know that I am big on women and girls empowerment and I'm always on the lookout for films that have strong plots about the lives of women and girls. The film I'm reviewing today is one of such films. Yeah, so buckle up because we're about to go on a roller coaster of excitement as we review the movie Hidden Figures. Equilateral, trapezoid, isosceles, tetrahedron... I have never seen a mind like the one your daughter has. You have to see what she becomes. Come on! Hey! Move like that. Catherine! We all gonna end up unemployed riding around in this pile of junk. You're welcome to walk the sixteen miles. Oh I'll sit in the back of the bus. Kiss <laughs> me up. You have identification on? We're just on our way to work. At NASA, sir. So. I had no idea they hired. There are quite a few women working in the space program. Okay, so let's start with some facts about the film. Hidden Figures is a 2016 American biographical drama film directed by Theodore Melfi and written by Melfi and Alison Schroeder. It starred Tara G. P. Henson as Catherine G. Johnson, Octavia Spencer as Dorothy Vaughan, Janelle Monet as Mary Jackson, Kevin Costner as Al Harrison, Kirsten Dunst as Vivian Mitchell, Jim Parsons, whom you may know from Big Bang Theory, which is in its final season right now. They just announced that on the 22nd of August, 2018. And that's sad for a lot of us who are Big Bang Theory fans. But moving on, uh, Mahershala Ali, as Connell Jim Johnson. Oh my goodness, Mahashala is just the best. Like I said, it was directed by Theodore Melfi. It was produced by Donna Gigliotti, Peter Schoening, Jenna Toppin, Pharrell Williams, baby, and um, Theodore Melfi. The screenplay was by Alison Schroeder and Theodore Melfi. It was based on hidden figures by Margot Lee Shetterly. The music was by Hans Zimmer, who does fantastic work with every film that he works on. Pharrell Williams, who he really did- he chose the music that was just fitting for the film and then we had benjamin wallfish the cinematography was by mandy walker who i'm going to praise right now because it was such a fantastic job that was done with the cinematography it was fantastic like I'm just going to move on. It was edited by Peter Techner. The production company was by Fox 2000 Pictures, Turning Entertainment, and Levantine Films. It was distributed by 20th Century Fox. And it was released December 10, 2016, and December 25, 2016, in the United States across. So it was like a Christmas movie! And it was like one of those... Awesome movies that you could have during family times and like. Mm. So the running time is one hundred and twenty-seven minutes, and uh, the language is in English. So here's an f- interesting thing: twenty-five million dollars was budgeted for the film, and it made a whopping two hundred and thirty-six million dollars as the gross worldwide profit that it made. It was it was just great. Um, producer Pharrell Williams also oversaw all the musical elements of the soundtrack and it was just fantastic. So let's look at some critical response that the film got. On Rotten Tomatoes, the film had an approval rating of 93% based on 263 reviews with an average score of 7.6 over 10. That was fantastic, y'all. On Metacritic, the film had a weighted average score of 74 out of 100 based on 47 critics, indicating that it was a generally favorable um, review. Audiences polled by CinemaScore gave the film an average grade of A-plus on an a plus to f scale like i said in the previous podcast this is one of the few films one of 80 films globally that have received this a score on the cinema score it was nominated 78 times across many nominations the critically acclaimed ones you know it was just really good and it won 32 awards janelle Monet and taraji p henson won individual awards and then the rest of it was won for the movie whether it was the music the score you know all of those things that they won awards for so now let's look at some trivia from the film Um, When Taraji P. Henson signed on for the lead role, she met the real-life Katherine Johnson, who was 98 years old, to discuss the character she was about to portray. Now, Henson learned that Johnson had graduated from high school at age 14 and from college at age 18. What was I doing when I was 18? I was just getting into college. Mm-mm-mm. Anyway, um... Katrin Johnson was still as lucid as anyone younger than her when, um, um, um... Taraji was doing her interview. You know, get your research done, girl. And after the film was screened for Johnson, she expressed her genuine approval of, um henson's portrayal and she just wondered that wow is it is this her life like this that they were making into a film it was fantastic um another trivia is that the issue with the bathrooms was not something that katherine johnson personally experienced it was actually ex uh, um, encountered by mary jackson and this incident led mary jackson to rant to a colleague and it got her moved to the wind tunnels and you know all those kind of things them racist things going on and you know this this was actually what happened but they put it to um catherine because she was you know more a central theme in the film than the other women so it was something that needed to be said Mm. the next thing we need to know is that the set used for dorothy Vaughan's house where the ladies were playing cards and all of that and where they dance is Actually, a historical house in Atlanta where civil rights pioneers Ralph Abernathy and Martin Luther King actually met. So they put in a bit of history inside the film, and it was just fantastic. You know, that's what happens when you have great research going on. And um, the final thing we have on trivia about the film um is that at age 98, Katherine Johnson was the only survivor of the hidden figures three. That is, that is, you know, she lived to a very long age, right? And, um, she was the only one who got to see her achievements depicted on film. And in November, 2015, President Barack Obama, whom everyone misses, I'm sure everyone misses. Yeah. So he awarded her a presidential medal of freedom for her work at NASA. And she was further honored the following year in 2016 when a new $30 million building, which was 40,000 square foot, uh, was named the Catherine G. Johnson computational research, um, facility. Now, there are a couple of goofs in the film. It was 1961 or yeah, 1961 that was the plot of the film and you at that time there would have been a lot of tobacco smoking in the rooms. Well, you know, there was, we didn't see that. Um, I I think there should have been more tobacco smoking in that room but maybe because it was supposed to be a family film. So they didn't want to, I don't know, but I'm guessing that's what happened. Um, another goof was that when the stage trooper arrived to escort the ladies, right at the beginning of the film, if you haven't watched it, sorry for the spoiler, right? Um, He arrived in a 1964 Ford Galaxy police car, but then um, Mary Jackson talks about, she mentioned the year that this was 1961. And so there was a slight goof, right? And um, also another goof that was so glaring was that a TV news reporter interrupted the missile launch program to offer breaking news. Now, at that time, there was no breaking news. What they had was news bulletins or special bulletins in the 1960s. The term breaking news didn't come into use until the 1900s so that was a goof on the part of you know the directors and all of that but here is the storyline for the film as the united states raced against russia to put a man in space nasa found untapped talent in a group of african-american female mathematicians that served as the brain behind the greatest operation in the united states history Now it was based on the unbelievably true life stories I and mean, it that's the funny thing Without this movie, I would never have known this story. Maybe some people who have done history or some people who have gone through the NASA files might have, but I would never have known this story without this film. So, yes, um, it was just about it. These were real-life women who contributed to putting the first man in space and the first man on the moon... Because of their brains. And these are the kind of stories that we should be telling. But I will hold on for that. Now, for my favorite scenes, I I absolutely love the cast. Now, Taraji is someone who you would expect to go crazy, to shout, you know, to have that... typical black girl thing, the stereotypical thing that they say the black woman has, right? So she was a calmer person in this film. She was so calm. There was just one place where she lost her cool. And I was like, girl, that's what an actor should be. You should be able to portray whatever kind of role that you're given and she did really really well now Janelle Monet on the other hand is someone you will think is this calm person beyond her music her music is either wild and crazy but you'll think her personality is calm And she was able to bring such a crazy character to you know strong, firm, knew what she wanted, wasn't gonna be stopped, and all of that. I loved Janelle Moni on this on this film, it was fantastic. And Octavia Spencer, as usual, had this calming grace that was fantastic and another person i have to talk about is custom dance and i have never seen that kind of film before and she was she, she kind of brought it she, she based on the role she was supposed to play and jim parsons like i said i mentioned earlier on when i talked about big bang theory he was the clown he was somebody who had no emotional intelligence he just made you laugh with his quirks and all of that but in this film he was tapered down he was he was calm but he you could tell that he had problems with the woman but you know he was still really calm and it was it was well done and of course when you have kevin costner on a film you have to expect a level of awesomeness to the film. Like Kevin Costner is that man you want on your film and he was just the perfect person to fit into that role. I think generally the cast was fantastic. They were well chosen. The women were not um they were the women you would consider like real women. There was Janelle was really skinny. There was um taraji who was in between there was octavia who was bigger You know, it's just the thing you could imagine was happening at that time in the 1960s um the cinematography like i said was good the coloring was great um the costume was fantastic i loved those looks some of those looks are things like taraji's wedding gown the, the fascinator she wore it's something i could see happening right now in 2018 but it was it was really fantastic i loved all of that and the accent it was you know southern of course, it was set in the southern part of America, but it was southern, Virginia. That racist place. But, you know, it was, it was really, so it, the accent was southern. It was, it was something that you could tell was, was real, right? And it worked. So, now to my favorite scenes from the film. First has to be Janelle Monet's speech about needing to go to school. Your Honor, you of all people should understand the importance of being first. How's that, Mrs. Jackson? Well, you were the first in your family to serve in the armed forces, US Navy, the first to attend university, George Mason, and the first state judge to be recommissioned by three consecutive governors. You've done some research. Yes, sir. That girl did her research. She went to the judge. She made sure that. "Mm." She was so ready to give it to him. And I, I loved how excited she was, how she, she was composing, doing what she was doing. And as soon as she got out, she was excited. No spoilers, I'm sorry. Um, it was one of my all time favorite scenes from the film. My second all time favorite scene was when Taraji finally found herself and, and spoke up about the toilets. What do you mean there's no bathroom for you there here? There is no bathroom. There are no colored bathrooms in this building. On any building outside the West Campus, which is half a mile away. Did you know that? I have to walk to Timbuktu just to relieve myself. And I can't use one of the handy bikes. Picture that, Mr. Harrison. I mean, like, she had to walk a mile or half a mile to use the restroom every day. Just because uh, it, there were no colored toilets. Like, really. I was so pissed off watching that. And I love the fact that she finally said, you know what? forgive me for needing to go relieve myself and i was like girl preach right it was so fantastic and then the final thing i liked i'm not calling mushy you know i just really loved how well it was done was taraji's proposal that's for me are you sad mama no it's okay mama he's a good man i know I know, I just, I just can't help you. He hasn't even asked you yet. <laughs> I know, what he is. You are right. If y'all let me. <laughs> Go <going>. on, Oh, Mahashala <laughs> He did so well I loved how he got the family involved he got the kids involved and it was so beautiful and then especially when he said you know his parents have been married for 52 years and he couldn't find a better more appropriate ring than that I was it was so beautiful I loved I absolutely loved that uh generally I hated Kirsten Dunst's role in the film I just felt like but then it it's not on casting dons is that she acted the role well i'm just saying at that time the levels to which racism was it was it was mind blowing we in africa didn't get to, I, I particularly didn't get to meet even our colonial masters or anything but when you read things like that you know how horrible it is on people and like in a way i kind of think women had it easier than men had like because i'm sure there were intelligent men who could have been computers also but that wasn't given to them that opportunity wasn't given to them I, they had it slightly easier but it doesn't change the fact that racism was horrible all the same and where Kostin Dunn says um the black women should be thankful they have a job it got me so pissed up because there are today more black women who are as intelligent as possible but are constantly having to face institutional racism and it's it's bad it's horrible because this is still happening in 2018 this movie was set in 1961 and in 2018 black people still have to deal with things like that and it is completely horrible um But the movie showed us that excellence cannot be ignored. Even if all parameters are working against you, like excellence cannot be ignored. And that was what the women, each of these women brought in so much excellence that they could not be ignored. And one thing that really made me happy was um, Octavia's role where she... Was trying to, um, improve herself. And she went to learn Fortran, the computer language. And she learned it herself to make sure that she was ready for when the job's in that position came and i was like "Girl, black people have been doing really great things for a long time so yeah i really love that and um i've always especially been fascinated by nasa and to know that there were women who contributed to having the first man in space the first man on the moon and women who looked like me was something that i i would never have known without like i said at the beginning part of this i'll never have known without haven't watched this movie. And I was so impressed to have such women, to have their stories told because it needed to be told. That is the kind of imagery that we should be sharing with young girls and even older ones like me or, you know, to know that our contributions to every aspect of society is Important every aspect of our community is important, whether we want to be mathematicians, we want to be um, aeronautic engineers, whatever it is that we think that we want to be, we can be if we really put our minds and thoughts to it. I am especially grateful that Farrell Williams took this on and told this amazingly true life story that has been so inspiring to me. So I will rate hidden figures. A 9 over 10. But that is my opinion. What do you think of Hidden Figures? Do you like the film? What are your favorite and least favorite parts? And I would love you to share your views in the comment section. And remember that you can select the movie for next week, and we will definitely review it for you. That's about it on the show today. Listen to the end of the podcast to find out ways to contact us. And don't forget to tune in every Tuesday, Thursdays and Saturdays for new episodes of the podcast, which comes up 1 p.m. on all of these days. It's hugs and kisses from Ramat. Bye. That's a wrap on today's podcast. Like us on Facebook and LinkedIn at Shades of Us, or you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Shades of Us Media. Tell us any song, album, movie, or series you think will make for a great review by sending an email to Africa at gmail.com or a WhatsApp message to 234 Thanks for listening. Bye.